Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And I am EJ Kerwin. Yay! And here we are. Here we are. We're back again on Friday recording, doing uh, one of the things we like to do the most. I know. And and it's so funny because I woke up this morning and we usually kind of wing it. And whatever we're feeling that day, we're like, yeah, let's talk about that. And I was like, EJ, I haven't, I don't have any ideas for today. I haven't really thought about it because we've just been uh, really busy. Uh, and EJ's like, oh, I've got a few. And both of them that we're going to do today were awesome. So I got your back. Thank you for having my back. Yeah. I, I just want to maybe before we begin, just quickly talk about something that's just a good thing, I think, for couples to be aware of. And it's something that, you know, a lot of what our podcast is, you know, it's us as clinicians, but it's also like us as just like a couple of people in the world, in relationship together, figuring things out. And mm. one thing we tell all couples is that be aware of times of transition. That when you and your partner are going through a time of transition, it's oftentimes a little bit destabilizing and both of you sort of fall into patterns, right? That are a lot of times unconscious. And so we have a flow of life where we're away for a little while and away from each other and then come back into it. And so I've been back in town for a week and our life is of a fashion that like, It's just, we always hit the ground running no matter where we're at. We just kind of, and we forget. And the last week has had some like, you know, ups and downs, I think for us. And I was driving to the gym the other day and I was just like, oh, wait a minute. I've only been back a week. Right. I'm just settling in. Yes. It's okay that things are a little clunky. Yeah. And it like normalized for me a little bit. Like I let out like a sigh of relief on us when I had that realization. I was like, oh, we're going through a time of transition. We're settling in. We got to be mindful, but we also have to be sort of like empathetic to just like us, you know? And I just think that's an important thing for couples to be aware of is like when you are going through a time of transition, it oftentimes is a time where you might struggle a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of this past week's transition like highlighted what our topic is going to be today around like parenting, because I've kind of been like a single parent over the summer. And then, you know, EJ comes back and it's like, whoa, he's back. And just like how to like manage and navigate when we have different parenting styles, both are okay. But like we trip up on each other when they start to cause conflict or the differences are very highlighted. And that's kind of what happened this week. And so going into this topic today, it's about parenting and really how to understand and have compassion for each other's different parenting styles and allow both to be okay as long as it's cohesive for you, for your relationship, and for the kiddos. Yeah, so so today's topic is parenting styles, is how, how couples inevitably will have different ways in which they interact with their children. Mm-hmm. And just sort of talking about why that is and and how it happens and the problems it might create and how to sort of hack it, you know, how to stay connected as parents because it's it's really important. And I also truly believe that when we get in touch with why our parenting styles are the way they are and we really try to understand our partner's reasons why, that's when we can grow from that, right? Because some of us have healthy parenting, some of us have unhealthy parenting, but we freaking learned it 
from a lot of like what we knew from growing up. And so it's not like my way of parenting is like the right way. And it's like, well, this was just, it's learned from the environment. And we all have very unique backgrounds. If you have two people that have such different styles and then you come in and you don't try to understand it and it's like, it's my way or this way, or it's just when it becomes so, so toxic for everybody involved. Is it okay with you, T, if we sort of start and like, I can think of something like in the last 24 hours where, (laughs) where it sort of like highlighted our different parenting styles and not necessarily, it wasn't super difficult, but it definitely highlighted it. Is that fair? I think this is what we do. We take our own experience and our difficulties and challenges and we put it out there to the world so everyone can understand it better and especially us because we do the work in order to make sure it feels okay. Yeah. So yesterday was my dad's 74th birthday and we went out to a restaurant and we went out with my mom, my dad and uh, our four kids. And, and a partridge and a pear tree. Yeah, and, and there, there were a couple of, you know, oftentimes it's side winds that really highlight or create, you know, moments of struggle or just it's random things that bring things to the forefront. And so the service was not great. It, the food wasn't great. It, was, it wasn't like a super great restaurant experience. The environment was 100% not great. Yes. And that that's my thing, like ambiance is everything. Terrible. That was a good ambiance. Okay, I just add, yeah. add that in there. And so, so bad service, bad ambiance, and yes. pretty terrible food. Okay. Yeah. And so what happened was, you know, the kids got squirrely. The younger ones got squirrely because we were sitting there way longer than we should have sat there. And they were acting out and there was this whole thing about like, are the kids staying over my parents' house that night or are they not? And so what happens is, you know, we're trying to control our kids. We kind of, in a positive way, control is probably not the right word. We're trying to have our kids have good manners out at restaurants and also be thoughtful individuals, you know, to, to other family members. And my style is I'm more, I'm intense, you know, I get, I use my sternness a lot more quickly than Tara. I maybe react quicker. I might pull a kid out of the restaurant and go outside and have a stern talk quicker. And what would you say your, your response in a moment like that is? Completely opposite. Yeah. I see that oh, like, yes, we've been sitting here for like 20 minutes. Of course, they're going to be like a little wild. And I'm just more accepting and not as firm. And I think I make more excuses like, oh, well, they've been in school all day and we've been sitting here waiting for like our dessert for 30 minutes. And I make excuses because I I guess, how am I trying to say this? I'm more of like the pushover parent. Like I see them uncomfortable Or I see, it's almost like I see you getting firm. And so I want to immediately come to their rescue because that makes me feel like, oh, we can't minimize like what's happening right now. And can I positively frame your parenting? Absolutely. What you're saying? I think you're more of a nurturer. Okay. Oh, I like that better than pushover. Okay. I'm sorry. My style of parenting is nurturing. Yeah. (laughs) I think you, you quickly go to a nurturing route of like, 
oh, what's their experience? Mm -hmm. um, like, how can I empathize with it? Exactly. How, can I, how can I honor it? How can I, you know, let them know they're safe? Because, you know, and just in general, that that's an important thing for you internally, that, that emotional safety, mm -hmm. or you're more aware of it maybe than I am. And so you nurture, and I'm more concentrated on changing behaviors. Yes, you know? yes. And I have... I think I also, I have like higher expectations of the kids. Like I hold them to a high mark, you know? And I think that you, you hold them to a high mark as well, but you're so aware of all of their strength that when they enter into their areas of struggle, you're just more empathetic and patient with it than I am. And so again, I think you're like both sides had their positive negative. You are nurturing, but then sometimes you can sort of caretake. I don't them set the bit. firm boundaries so they don't really hear the message yeah. around the behavior yeah. piece. And I think this is probably a pretty common dynamic mm -hmm. in, in parenting is that one person is a little more stern and one person is a little more gentle in how they go about it. And just to say, this is the way we were biologically created. <laughs> the yeah. women are more of the nurturers and the men are more of the problem solvers. And also nature, you know, the, you know, the whole nurture nature thing. And the, I guess the nurture side is that my dad was very firm. And I learned like that that's the way you go about it. And I was a very well-minded kid. And you grew up in an environment where you had to kind of figure it all out on your own. Well, for me, like nobody was emotionally attuned to me. So attuning emotionally and kind of holding them and holding that space for them is I intuitively and instinctively go there because I was without that. And so I know how important it is. Yeah. I mean, and it's what, you know, it's always interesting how this goes is it, th these are things I love about you. I love how nurturing you are and I love how attuned you are and I love the safety that you create for our kids, you know? So if we're not careful and when we're in a moment where our kids need some intervention and our parenting styles conflict, what happens between the two of us? Okay, so before we've done a lot of this work, I would start to feel very scared, like emotionally unsafe because of your, I perceived it as anger and rigidity. And then all I would want to do is protect the kids. So it kind of became like me and them against you. Like it was very triangulated. Like you were the bad person and I'm going to protect the children. And so it made me feel very disconnected from you. And then I know you felt judged from me, but that's your experience. So I'll let you talk about it. Sure. I felt judged, misunderstood, and ultimately ineffective. Because then instead of me interacting with the children around their behavior, then it became about you and I. And so in that moment we were starting to look at one another and you know obviously you were sort of othering me yes and i was doing the same thing in my own way i was othering you and being like i can't believe this i'm getting like how can she accept this behavior and and here's what's really important everyone has to hear this kids can pick up on that and that's when kids can split they can be like ooh 
I know that mommy is on my side during these moments. Well, and that's and the whole, I know that yeah, daddy yeah. is the bad guy. And so if we like can talk to mommy about like whatever. And so when that happens, then that joining, it just continues to reinforce itself. I mean, it's just a vicious cycle. We don't even know what's happening, yeah, yeah. but the kids are very, very aware. Yeah. So the two important things you just highlighted there is in those moments, we became very ineffective right. in disciplining our children. Mm-hmm. And we became farther apart emotionally from one another. Because even if it was like really a low level incident, like, you know, a kid wasting some food at breakfast or whatever, which is really not that big of a deal, the kids, you know, kind of are over it. We walk into the rest of the day really feeling totally separate from one another, judged, angry, neutered, like, you know. Just off, offline with one another. and. Yeah. And then again, then that creates the snowball effect of like, okay, like a lot of people get their certain emotional needs met from their children instead of their partner. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, I don't feel connected to my partner. So I'm just going to hug on my little kids some more. I'm going to, you know, so it's, yeah, it's just a snowball effect. That was huge with us. And I think it's a whole, we're sort of still digging ourselves out of a little bit. And even in your language, like I can remember and still it comes down to where it's like, me and my kids, that it became like, I am like this bad guy on the outside and the safe place for Tara is the kids. (laughs) And I'm this like mean junkyard dog that needs to just go outside and go into his little doggy hotel. And I have felt that way too. And and I I don't mean to laugh, but there is this, I don't want to say sense of ownership, but I carried those two. <laughs> they were in my stomach. Sure. It's almost like in those moments, I'm like, they are mine. I carried them to almost full term. Like, it's so silly when you think about it. Well, and no, they're the like... safe place. They then became the safe mm-hmm. place for you. And then the other on the ineffective parenting side, and it's again, it's something that we're sort of like working our way way out of right now, is that, yeah, the kids just perceive like mommy is like, nice and fun and well i am <laughs> and, and we can just like sort of be wild be wild <laughs> and then daddy is like you know i i don't think they ever felt unsafe with me but they no. they know that like they come to me first yeah they they know <laughs> or they come to you second when i say oh, no yeah. then then they they go to you oh, yeah but then here's the other kickback thing was that then if they really did cross a line, if you took them to Trader Joe's and they were horrible in the store and you come home like totally frazzled, upset, overwhelmed, it's like, I don't know how to help because I'm, you know, I'm the bad guy and I can't. And that's where like, that's what happens is couples have different parenting styles and they become really separate from each other in interventions. Yes. And then the kids don't benefit because they're not getting a consistent message. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think what's really important here is because we are, we're highlighting what happens to a lot of parents. Like it's okay. You know, we all have very different ways of parenting and confidence in parenting and But the important thing here is like, how are we moving through it in a way that we are now very much together in it? Still clunky at first, but like even last night in the restaurant, 
you know, you were getting firm and it was okay. And I was starting to have the anxiety, but I was like, you know what? I am safe. Like I'm going to totally support EJ in, you know, he feels like the kids are being disrespectful. So I'm going to support him in his parenting. However, I will say this, that when it continued, like EJ, like wouldn't let it go. Like that's when I was starting to like, when I wasn't able to feel really connected, but instead of like kind of withdrawing, I just said to EJ, like, I think I'm at the point where I'm really overstimulated by all of this energy. And, and you're like, okay, Tara, I'm going to let it go then. Not like let it go, like forget that I'm disciplining them, but I hear you. I think I got my message across. I hear right now that I keep doing this and it's like now starting to get overstimulating. So instead of you feeling judged in that moment where I was like, okay, enough now, you were very attuned that I was like, okay, I've heard enough now. I can't like be in this anymore. Well, and and I felt accepted for so much of the evening Mm -hmm. that then when you were like, okay, that's enough. I was like, okay, like she, I had enough of a bite of a feeling of like, she trusts me that now like I trust her. It builds my trust of like, okay, she's saying like, look, drop it. You made your point. We're on the drive home. Mm -hmm. You can let go. And then I was able to like completely let go. And then it did not ruin our night. It did not. And and in past, it definitely would have ruined our night. So let's circle back really quick because I think one thing that's so important, and I think it has been the one of the things that has allowed us to deal with this difficult dynamic is that our values are the same. Yes. Like we want the same things with our children. We want them to be loving and empathetic, and we want them to work hard, and we want them to be- Have uh, a good education. Have a good education, and we want them to be active. Pick healthy people in their lives to be friends with. Yeah, we want them to feel safe. We want them to feel loved. I mean, so we have our values that we want to imbue into our children are almost entirely in line with one another. And that that is an important thing for a couple early on in a relationship, early on in parenting, before you even decide to have children, is to make sure that you share values. Yes. And if there are like, for instance, we've had to do some work around education because we both value education, but we also had very different experiences. Like I had education like sort of like shoved down my throat and had a lot of like conflict with my parents around education. Tara sort of like rose herself out of a lot of despair through really succeeding and being a hard worker and and feeling like school was kind of a place where she built a lot of internal confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Structure was yeah. really helpful and safe at yeah. school. And and so even though we both valued education, we had to sort of like mm-hmm. figure out how to get on the same page about it because I could be a little more lax around school mm-hmm. because I saw the opposite side of when you're when you drill it into kids, like how it makes it not fun. And you were like, you were like, no, like education is so important. Because no, yeah, I was encouraged to quit high school. <laughs> I was like, it was, I never got help with home. I never, no one ever told me this is really important, but somehow I knew. And so, yeah, I mean, vast, starkly different ways of experiencing education. And again, if we didn't lean into each other and experience, like talk about our experience and how they were so different, 
we would probably not be able to navigate what that value is to us, but we can now, right? Yeah. And this is why we do our podcast because we we usually like share all of our challenges and then we get through them and then we're like, okay, that actually was successful and then we can share it with other couples, right? Yeah. We practice what we preach because we know it works because for us, I mean, not for everybody. Yeah, so the baseline you know, in the beginning of this whole like, hey, we need to like work on our parenting is I think, you know, sitting down and being like, what is it that we want to instill within the kids? You know, what is important to you? What is important to me? Okay, like how is it important? That nuance, like deeper look at it. Yes, because I, I love that we're kind of moving into how do we start this? Because I do think that there's a lot of couples that definitely fracture during parenting moments and one of the first steps is to like, okay, what are our values, right? And then you look at these values, like let's just say education, emotional safety, hard work. And then you kind of say, okay, how are we different in those? Like what was your experience? What was my experience? And how might that create some tension if we're not really careful? Because you're basically identifying the red flags before they happen, which is significant because most of us don't do that because we don't know to do that. Right. So it's like, well, you know what? I was, nothing was forced on me around education. And you were like, uh, it was like put down my throat. And so, like, that's very different experiences. But we both know that we want to have this amazing education for our children. And so, you know, when I know EJ's experience and he knows mine, we are able to have, I'm just going to use the word again because I love it, but compassion for each other's experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, and then we can say like, okay, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. We're still going to get triggered. You know, I'm yeah. still going to be like, well, it's not as important to you as it is whatever might happen. But ultimately, like we respect each other and have compassion for the differences in it, which then makes it very complementary to the kids as well, too. Yeah. So you did a great job of sort of bridging the gap to the next portion of this is, okay, so you've identified like, hey, what are our values? You try to get on the same page with your partner around, okay, do we want the same things? What's more important to you? What's more important to me? And then there's this next portion that, that you were walking into is that like, just like any discussion, whether it's a difficult discussion around money or a difficult discussion around careers or a difficult discussion around intimacy, you bring your own baggage into it. You mm -hmm. bring the same reactivity, the same ineffective communication patterns into parenting. It's just that a lot of times the parenting stuff happens sort of like spur of the moment. And so in some ways that makes it harder. And so like, I'm working on personally just being aware of like, I get caught up into like the intervention with the kids and I forget like, oh, actually when I raise my voice mm. or when I get intense, I don't feel like I'm mad, but I feel like I'm just using it as a tool. But what that does for Tara is it's a trigger and she gets scared. She needs to protect herself. When I haven't done my own work, right? Yeah. But now that I'm doing my own work, because it's not your job to make me feel safe, right? It's my job to be able to say like, I am safe, here's what's important, and to let myself know yeah. that I'm safe. Like, Yes, but at the same time, like last night, like what I was trying to do was I was getting frustrated with one of our kids, and I was really trying to like, in between those moments, I was trying to look at you, put my hand on your back. I was trying to like, let you know, like, I'm not really like 
losing control here. Mm-hmm. I yes, that's I, very I was true. I was trying to stay attuned to you of like okay if I get too intense I know this might really start to ruin her experience I want her to be happy at this restaurant at the end of the day getting yeah. our kids to be well behaved in a restaurant yeah. is a long game so this is huge really quick what you said because it separates hey this is my parenting style and this is my relationship with my partner who I know that this so it's like I'm attuning to my partner who I know like gets really anxious or kind of scared if I'm like being more stern. But now that it's not all clumped up together, it's like you can still have this firm voice and be a parent and you can still attune to me and, you know, be kind and loving. And it's it's so different when you do that. Yeah. Man, there was a moment this morning too where <laughs> where one of our kids was oh, kind of so repeating proud of he was repeating the behavior that he that he did last night where he was being really self-centered he was only thinking about his own needs Darn when, the, when there was a child when there was yeah i mean our expectations are high i got to admit around certain areas and so i i try to be aware of that but tara dropped the hammer she raised her voice and she didn't raise it in a like i'm losing control or i'm ultra ticked off it was just like but da, 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 da. yeah and i was just like oh and it felt so supportive like i felt <laughs> like oh, i'm not the only bad guy i'm not the only person who who has to sort of like show that yeah. well there's something that happens when we're actually together in our parenting where then i'll take i learn a little from you and you learn a little from me and i can now be more firm and have healthier boundaries because i do think what you do is awesome and i think vice versa like you learn my attunement and empathy big time and that that kind of softens your your frustration and so i think that's what happened in th- these moments like we start to like coordinate and do our parenting skills together in a very healthy way yeah. and our goal in helping people out there and our goal together is that we become more effective through being intentional. That then my strengths and Tara's strengths, my struggles and her struggles, it starts to become this like symbiotic relationship where we have each other's back. Yeah. Where like she's able to put her hand on my shoulder and be like, you know, I think like you're moving into such a high level of frustration mm-hmm. that your message is being lost. And I'm like, okay, and then I can trust her. Like she's, okay, mm-hmm. she's gonna swoop in or vice versa where I'm like, you know, hey, Dara, I think like we need to like really hold this line with this, you know, member of our family. And, you know, yeah. we gotta support this kid by maybe being a little tougher and maybe she'll trust me on that. So let's, yes, I think we should like help anyone listening here to kind of wrap this up in a bubble. Because we're not saying like, go out and have all of these really negative experiences. So so then you can understand what like the, you know, ingredient is that keeps like getting you guys to like not be on the same page. And so really it's about, again, I'm going to kind of having a discussion when you're not heated at all. It's neutral. Like, hey, let's actually sit down and have a discussion around parenting styles. And you go in with an intention. Okay. Like if I start to feel judged or if I start to feel anxious, like you make the intention of like, I'm going to walk away from the meeting or from our discussion and I'm going to calm myself down and I'm going to come back. Because again, if you're doing this for the first time and there's a lot of parenting strife, it can be really triggering. you got to take little baby steps. Baby step is 
We're going to talk about this. We're going to set an intention before our discussion. And the first thing we're going to talk about is our parenting styles and how are they the same and how are they different and how do they relate to the values that we both have for our children. I think that's the starting off point because it's going to kind of open the door and to let you see in what's really happening for your partner and for yourself. Sometimes we don't even know what our parenting style is until our partner is like, oh, help me understand. And that feels so good. It's like, because I perceive myself as a pushover and you called me the nurturer. Like, oh yeah, actually that related better, but I needed you to help me say that. I mean, I think, you know, and this is where I can point something out that we have to offer you that can be really helpful in this is that in our online course, Relationship Renovation at Home, part of that whole process in the first like four or so lessons is this like structured way for you and your partner to take a deep dive into your past, to understand where you came from, to have more deep, enlightening conversations about how you were parented or how you weren't parented. And going through some sort of like program or some sort of getting some help mm-hmm. in, in having these conversations, not just when it's a crisis around dealing with, you know, your parenting has gotten so offline with one another, you feel separate and you're just trying to solve that problem. If you can take part in a process where you are actively getting to know your partner better, and even though you think you know everything about them, you're learning more and you're learning more about how the two of you have intermixed in ways that are really wonderful and in ways that are sort of problematic. Yeah. And just to, you know, also kind of separate just the relationship with your partner, but there's kids involved here at this point. Right. And so I always, you know, if I, let's just say that I have a really like complicated relationship with my intimate partner and we have kids Like sometimes you have to be like, well, we're doing this right now for the kids because they keep getting these mixed messages, right? And like, let's just say like you don't have that compassion with your partner. But if you say like, listen, we have to do this because we don't want to repeat the same dynamics like our parents did. We want our kids to feel safe. We want our kids to get a consistent message, you know, that you can really hold that space to be like, we have to do this so our kids can have a very clear, cohesive environment. Like they deserve to have that. Yeah. So we, we took a pretty, you know, wide approach to this. You right. know, we, this is a big topic. And so, you know, we always want to put it out to you all that if there's something you'd like us to talk a little more in depth around Get parenting about, about, please send us an email, info at relationshiprenovation.com or just jump on our website and there's all kinds of contact forms there or our social media relationship renovation as well. You can reach out to us there. You know, we love to get that feedback from you and get more focused as well in the information that we offer you. Yeah, exactly. We are here to support no matter what. Just reach out and we will get back to you. Also, please, you know, tell another person about our podcast. It's really helpful for us and it's really great to get this information out to as broad of an audience as possible. So if this is a topic or you've heard other one of our podcasts that you really relate to or you think might be helpful to one of your friends or family members, please tell them to check out our podcast podcast on uh, any of the podcast platforms out there, Spotify, Apple, you know, whatever, wherever you're listening. Yeah. We try to make relationships as complicated as they are, be a little less complicated by being together in the complications. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just
hanging on the train Me and you listening to the rain Me and you, we are the same Me and you have all the fame we need Indeed, you and me are we When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.